Escape from Care Hope. We're back at it tonight with our adepts. They died last time. I failed the combat against four uh, paralyzing ghouls. Um, so we're going to reset tonight. This being a play test of the pamphlet. <laughs> it's uh, it's nice and deadly, so that's good. We don't want to make it too easy, but uh, uh, yeah, Game Masters beware running this um, 1d4 ghouls. Uh, 1d4 cadaver men might actually be, be worse. I'll, uh, I'm going to change that, I think, on the published uh, uploaded version. Um, 1d3 for each of them. Um, Alright, so I'm going to continue on as if nothing happened <laughs> uh, at the field. So we got, sorry, to the quartermaster's chamber. We got there, we uh, talked with them for a while. Um, I failed to convince them to open the door. They weren't buying it. Uh, I did improve their, um, their, what is it, um, their attitude from unfriendly to neutral. Um, and then it says here, um, if, um, after each um, defeated encounter, well, I didn't defeat it, but um, assuming we had of um, the adepts receive a cumulative plus two step to their social tests with the shut-ins as they as the shut-ins realize the adepts are fighting for their lives outside and they're obviously not, you know, ghouls or controlled by the whore, or so it would seem. Uh, they also get uh, improvement in attitude by one degree so that puts us in a more uh, doable situation here. Um, my weaponsmith to scrang weaponsmith Salavan was going to, yeah, he was doing diplomacy skill at three and charisma five, eight, so step eight. Um, I'm trying to convince them to open. So he's asking for a small favor according to the favor uh, rules. Neutral, oh yeah, so they have now been improved to friendly status after hearing us fight off the ghouls. And that only requires two success to get a, a small favor from friendly, friendly folk. So here we go, I got two chances before I have to roll for random encounter again. Um, 2d6, yep, here we go, I need a five. The DN is five and I need two success, so I need a 10 or better. Oh, nine. Okay, that's one success. Um, and I get one more roll. So we'll let that stand. Try it again. Six, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not sure uh, that's how it would work, actually, by the rules. But in uh, the spirit of moving things along, let's, uh, let's move it along. So, okay. So uh, there is no limit to the attempts. Blah, blah, blah. Now, once inside, so unless loyal or awestruck attitude uh, is one, the ten residents quickly slam the door uh, behind the adepts after letting them in and surround them with spears and demand that they perform um, the greeting ritual. <laughs> uh, DN5. So each one of us has to perform greeting rituals using our artisan skill. DN5, a failure gets that individual uh, adept kicked out of the room. So, if somebody gets kicked out, um, I'm just going to play it. Um, as long as they sit quietly, I'll only roll for random encounter on a 1d6 every, like, four. Well, I'll go the old 
D&D way, like every 10 minutes, every turn, every, every say, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, we'll roll a D6. Yeah, that sounds reasonable, I guess. Okay, so everybody's in. Everybody's in now. We're all surrounded uh, by, we're outnumbered by some mundane peasants, but there are 10 of them, and they all have spears. <laughs> so... Uh, even us mighty adepts could fall to that kind of uh, attack pretty quickly. Let's see what would we, if we were, yeah, harried. We could be harried by that many people. That gives us a minus, minus two to everything. That's not good. Okay, so artisan skills coming up. We have, um, everybody had, I bought it be the same for everybody um and oh boy what is oh wood carving <laughs> one i have one point in it for thage so he'll roll his dexterity uh so he's got a d12 Let's see if he can stay he rolls a nine yeah they're satisfied with this lovely wood carving um mithra has uh robe embroidery so he whips out his thread and needle and starts adding uh, to the designs on his on his robe on his cloak so that's kind of cool he's got a six step six so that's a d10 50 50 chance for mithra this is interesting one he fails he botches it they kick him they boot him out so mithra is sitting alone outside the, the stone door of the quartermaster's chamber. Um, rock on. Um, he's gonna actually be pretty good. He's got a decent dexterity, so he's got a d12. And um, what's. Um, I didn't write it down, but what is. I should know this off the top of my head. The archer uh, artisan. Is it fletching? Arrow making or something? Yeah, arrow fletching and wood carving. Yeah, I'll say he's into wood carving too. Four, he fails. Rock on, gets the boot. So far, it's only Thage inside, and Salivan. We'll see. Salivan, I needed Salivan inside to do the rest of the talking. So um, this will be bad if I fail. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Salivan has. He is a weaponsmith. He can. He is uh, craft. Craftsmanship as a talent. Um, what is it? Weaponsmiths? Um, it's, um, yeah, craftsman. Talent is similar to craftsman skill, allowing the adept to make tests to craft and repair mundane items, including weapons and armor. Um, but he could, he could make almost anything. What would an artisan skill, rune carving or wood carving? We'll just say it's a wood carver. Wood carving as well. So he'll do a step five, six. Oh darn, he's only got a d10 as well. Thage is actually the best at his artisan skill. Eight. Nice. Well done. Salivan. Okay, so Thage the warrior and Salivan the weaponsmith are allowed to stay. These clowns are stuck outside for a while. So I'll uh, start making social. So the next step here uh, is unless loyal or awestruck um, attitude they will demand a blood promise now um, be sworn by at least one adept promising uh, to reunite these poor people with the hundred survivors in the fields 
Um, now that is not necessarily the case if I suppose you don't tell them, but you know, we had to come from somewhere, so they would, um, I guess, they would want to, they wouldn't let us go until we promise to take them with us wherever it is we're going. Um, we will explain to them that, <sighs> that um, we did come from the, the fields chamber and they will, they will know of it. Um, I'll see if they are friendly at this point. <laughs> I'll try and convince them to not bother requiring a blood oath. Uh, that would be a small favor. I need a 10 or better. No, eight. So they're not buying it. Um, so they require a blood oath. Um, blood promise oath. Now, what do I want to do? I could... This is an interesting exercising of the rule, the blood oath rules of Earth Dawn, which have some really cool benefits, um, some nasty negatives if you um, don't hold up your end of the bargain. Um, but we're certainly going to uh, help everybody. We certainly plan to, so shouldn't be a problem. No problem with taking an oath. Here we go. Let's take a look here. Yeah, okay, so characters who swear a blood promise oath pledge to perform a certain dangerous or heroic deed. Any two living name giver characters uh, with at least unfriendly attitude towards each other may swear a, a promise oath. Character may only swear one blood promise at a time. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, makes sense, sure. Each character takes four blood magic damage which cannot be healed until both parties fulfill their promise. The damage becomes permanent for the characters who do not fulfill their sworn promise within a year and a day. Okay, so we got a year and a day to get everybody out of here. Each character wipes the blah, 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 the character should stay at the promise, blah, blah, blah. Um, the oath supports the, um, the blood magic, the oath supports the talent or skill named in the promise granted, plus two bonus to it. That is awesome. Um, so what is it? A skill, a talent, or a skill? Plus two, yeah. So I really gain from this, so I'm gonna do it. Uh, for both of these schmoes. Salivan and Thage will, uh, will do it. Here's the interesting, uh, wordage about, um, fulfilling. Um, the characters, if you fulfill a promise, you may immediately heal the four damage, which is good. Um, if you choose to heal the damage, uh, you lose the bonus to the talents. Um, uh, the plus two bonus. The characters may instead agree to heal only two points of damage and make uh, make the increase of the talents use their blood problems permanent. So I could add, yeah, okay. The remaining two damage points become permanent damage, can never be healed. Um, subtract two from the death rating. and But in that case, you get to keep the plus two. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so Salvan and Thage say, yeah. And Thage is going to... Um, melee weapons? I'm thinking melee weapons should be what he buffs up by two. That would be amazing. But, mm, by two, yeah. Yep, we're doing it. Okay. Okay, melee weapons is boosted up to five um, for Thage and Salivan as well. Blood Oath plus five. Oh, oops, sorry, plus two melee. Okay. 
Okay, and with that, um, um, at, at that point, they are finally willing to talk. Um, further social tests can be made as though uh, these people were loyal to the oath-bound adepts, at least. Uh, <laughs> okay, so they're going to have a chit-chat. We'll roll once for the two outside. Four. Okay, so nothing shows up while they sit out there silently trying not to attract any attention. So then we'll read the, the box text to the players. Um, the 10 survivors quickly warm up to the adepts, asking many questions about their abilities and asking about uh, the other survivors. They will ask the adepts if they have seen the active enchantments in the lost ancestral hall and infirmary chambers. Interesting. Wondering if they still persist uh, and whether an adept can make use of them or can use them to their advantage somehow. So, yeah, there's some sort of enchantments out there. Now, they can't explain really what they do, but they knew that they were enchanted. Um, the, the survivors also tell the adepts how Ranson, um, the lost hero who was uh, horror-marked and, and raised um, in the last pamphlet, we faced him. Um, we found him. We thought he was alive because he seemed it seemed normal. We took him back to the chamber uh, for basically to heal him up because he looked a little rough. And then he kind of turned on everybody and started attacking us, so we had to put him down. But uh, we, we found his journal uh, while we were exploring. And well, that's good for historical purposes, I guess. He was a folk hero of this care. Um, the survivors tell the adepts how Ranson had taken refuge uh, here very briefly years ago and had witnessed the brutal death of his unnamed beloved at the hands of undead. And clutching an ornate brooch she gave him on his cloak, he vowed to face the horror and the care once and for all. He left that day and never returned. So that's an interesting uh, piece of uh, information, piece of the puzzle, I guess. And then here for the, for the Game Master is, if the adepts have Ransom's journal, which we do, it was one of the on the last pamphlet adventure, it was one of the objectives. Um, I believe it was, anyways. Return the remains of Ransom and his belongings. Yeah. Yep. Discover the fate of Ransom. Attempt to, uh, yeah. Return his journal. Okay, so um, if we do have his journal, um, a research, difficulty number six. Um, will reveal uh, that he named the brooch uh, in his journal. He mentioned its name, that it was named the Brooch of Hope. Uh, and after facing the horror, became discouraged, losing all hope, and deciding to return the brooch. Um, in quotes, decided to, in quotes, return the brooch, according to the journal. Um, it also uh, mentions his beloved's name as Hope Winters. So, um, we can't do any research now, especially since, uh, Mithra does, he's the one sitting outside the door and he has the research ability, I believe. No, no, he does not. That is a talent for him and he hasn't even bought it. Okay. I'm gonna have to buy that for him. I have to take a, a day or two off back in the fields and hope the horror doesn't find us. Um, anyways. Okay. So we learned that stuff. Okay, so Quartermaster Chamber has been reached. That is 50 Legend Points.
bada bing bada boom for everybody and we bid them adieu and say we will be back for you um sit tight um we tell them the plan that we're we found the hope key we opened the hope gate the scourge does appear to be over um and that uh by blood oath we will be back for these folk to take them with us as we leave and as we see here they are randomly rolled conveniently located uh kind of on the way out so we'll just swing by here get these guys out of their safe refuge uh, and we'll be gone um now now um they are safe in there in the quartermaster chamber because that chamber was stocked with long uh distant uh, provisions for um the eventual resettlement on the surface so there's preserved magically preserved rations and tools and things for rebuilding once they all leave but they've been just sitting in there living off the rations for 20 years uh the rations were for like 300 people the original number of inhabitants in the care it's now down to 110 uh so um the 10 in there been eating the rations uh, it'll they've got lots of time left so they're happy to continue doing that until we return to get them out of here so with that we leave we go back outside of the chamber shut the door behind us and rejoin rock on and mithra we eagerly wait, wait for us, or waiting a return. So we continue back. Let's get out of here because uh, we are beat up. We actually died, um, but uh, yes, we will return back to the fields and recover and do some research. So we step out of the hallway into the stable. Uh, no encounter into this hallway to the fields. No encounter. Thank heavens, and back into the fields. So. We were beat up. We were okay. So first off, actually, I am going to. T oh, we got some legend points. So that was fifty each. Okay, so um, that puts Mithra at two fifty. So I'm going to spend eight hours meditation one day, spending a hundred points, legend points, to get research talent. At one. Alright, alright, I believe. I should have taken that, but I got greedy and put my points <laughs> elsewhere. First circle, yeah, research talent. First circle, perfect. Okay, so now I have that at one, and I assume that's based on perception. Let's take a quick gander at that, and I'm going to start researching uh, Ransom's journal immediately. Uh, that day research perception you got her um, and difficulty number is a detailed general information or detailed information general I think it'd probably be general d5 oh yeah no it said right in the dn6 okay yeah, it's an in-betweener it's not general information but it's not super details t detailed so okay perception mithra can do he is a seven perception plus one research so that's an eight step 2d6 and i just need to hit a six. Oh, good 10 he smokes it okay so that day we rest he does some uh he 
<laughs> he gets the learns the research talent. We move the horror number six. Uh oh. Uh oh. <gasps> that is the quartermaster chamber. Number six. Okay, so we go back to the fields. We spend the next day. Um, so we're healing, and Mithra is meditating up in his new talent. Um, can anybody else? I'll do them in a minute. Um, that day, the horror moves throughout the care, makes his way over. He perhaps heard uh, or somehow uh, found out about our um, presence there. It comes slithering along the giant slug form of this thing after we leave. And it somehow finds its way in. It maybe tricks them. The inhabitants are feeling emboldened. They, um, dang. They're feeling uh, cheerful and maybe they get a little too reckless. And this thing, uh, this Garmac is pretty clever. It may, it can, they can converse and stuff too. So it maybe is able to impersonate our voices. They let the thing in or they open the door to it. All it takes is a second for it to horror mark somebody. Um, and then it can start doing some unfun things to them. I actually know this one, this particular horror can't do that much. Um, Oh yeah, well, he could damage shift. Yeah, so he could mark somebody. He can't see them if they slam the door, but uh, the evil thing could inflict damage on itself and then shift it off to the poor person. And then they could be raised on the inside and slaughter the rest. Anyways, it says right here, um, right here, if the quartermaster chamber is rolled for the horror and the ten still reside there, consider them all dead and raised as ghouls by end of the day unless adepts intervene somehow. So that's just uh, poor players who don't see this kind of thing coming. The poor, poor, somebody who's new to Earth Dawn would <laughs> quickly get a feel for the, the horror element of this game it's, it's a pretty dark tragic game so yeah that day we make contact with the survivors everything's peachy keen we have our uh, blood oath to them we leave and then the next day they're all slaughtered sad sad okay I don't know what, what that means for the oath anyways doesn't matter we're gonna continue with our plan to get everybody else out safely so oh boy oh that's a sad turn of events we lost the entire group in the quartermaster chamber so i'm not going to be getting that legend award for getting them out safely um maybe we should um take another day to up some abilities uh disarm trap and steel thought i'm going to put up steel thought two for Salavan. So he'll take, he'll use that eight hour day, meditate and do that. Um, Rockon's only got 150 points, he can't buy anything. And yeah, neither can Thage. They'll just sit on 
points they have, legend points they have. Okay, so that's all we need. So one day, I guess. Um, oh, I'll do some uh, healing off camera. Okay, so it takes us about three days to heal completely. I'll roll the d20, see where the horror ends up those three days. 19. Unless we roll the fields, we got nothing to lose. Now we already lost our quartermaster, um, guys. Uh, 19 was somewhere up in here. 18. It's up here. 18, 19. So it's up around the door. We just don't want to see a one because that's the fields. 20. No, that was that's in this room, up by the door. Third day. Five. Oh, it's right here right in our path okay now what's our remaining objectives um, we need to investigate the quartermaster we got that okay get the survivors safely through to the gate um, oh yeah well we were told by the survivors about two enchantments uh, in the ancestral hall and the infirmary So we've got a couple issues, or a couple objectives here to do. Which one to do, though? Um, I think it's interesting to check out. We also know about this this brooch. It was named uh, and had uh, significance to Ranson throughout uh, some heroic deeds that he did, attempted anyways. So that's a pretty good indicator that something's going on, something special about that brooch. So we need to try and maybe take a look, see if we can find that too. Um, what was meant by return and decided to return the brooch? Well, we'll find that out as we continue here, but the characters wouldn't know. I think we'll try and go to the Ancestral Hall. That's going to be our next objective here. So we head out into here, first hallway. No encounter over into the stables. No encounter. So at this point, we have an unexplored room here. Or we could continue on the way we know um, to another room. And that's where the horror sits. So let's see what the characters do. One to three, they discover, they investigate this new room. No, they keep going. We go through the door. And initiative. <laughs> initiative. They're in initiative with a horror. Now this thing knows they're coming. Because three of them are horror marked. Uh, this terrible situation we got going on here. So, um... <laughs> I love pulling this thing up in, uh... For stats. It's just... So it's just toying with these poor adventures. Uh, it's initiative is only a D8, so it is not a super physical on an exploding die on a D8. Rolls a 12. Um, yeah, it is going first. Check everybody else. One, one, six, exploding die. Uh, one, yeah, so we're not going first. We step through. Oh man, we stepped through the door and it has the jump on us. Um, it. Yeah, yeah, this thing is just insidious and wants to toy with us. It's not going to rush us and attack. Not that it, it's pretty slow. Um, let me just grab the minis. Yeah, so we step in, into the door, into the hallway, <laughs> and the thing just 
just sits in the middle of the hallway, just looks at us. Uh, <laughs> uh, sends us all into a fits of terror. Um, this one doesn't actually have the terror ability, but it does have that horror mark. Standard action. It does have two standard actions per turn, because it is just nasty that way. So we'll take both standard actions and try and horror mark um, Salivan, because he's the only one it doesn't own yet. And it, uh, these things really like, they really like the adepts because uh, it can glean the karma from us. It can suck the, the will and the, the souls from normal people too, but they actually get the karma, the juicy bits, uh, extra juice from adepts. That makes adepts particularly um, juicy targets. So he will, uh, I think it's against Mystic Defense. Um, yeah, horror mark 12. Mystic Defense, so 2d10 against the Mystic Defense of Salivan, which is 10. He's got, he's got a good Mystic Defense. Oh, and I just rolled a 17, exploding die. 17 and a 6, Ooh, 23 on the horror mark. Now, Salvan does have a defense to this. He has Steel Thought. And he's going to try that. He's got nothing to lose. He's going to, well, he'll cost him a strain. Um, it's rank plus will, so he's got Steel Thought. I knew I'm gonna, I was going to need this, so I put it up to two. <laughs> Good to use it much higher than that. Willpower is seven on Salvan. Good for him. He's got a nine, a d8, and a d6 I get to roll. Uh, at any time he is targeted by such an ability, the adept may make steel thought test against his opponent's test result. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Wow. He can use this a number of times equal to his rank per round, but only once against each effect. Yeah, of course. So if the thing will try again this turn, and he can try again. But I need to beat the Garmac Horrors roll. Oh, that's brutal. Okay, so I need to get a D8 and a D6. I need to beat 20. Was it 23? I think it was. Yeah, 23. No, I roll a 10. Dang it. And he succumbs. He is horror marked. Okay. At this point, um, it will move. It will double move up. Because it has, yeah, one, two, three. Five, six. Why not? It'll move up and attack. It still has an action. Let's see what this thing can do. Uh, its bite is 14. 2d12. Okay, yeah. This isn't uh, a super formidable creature in combat, but it it will mess you up. Who's Oh, yeah. We don't actually have the layout like this. We would always have our fighters up front. Um, actually... Salivan as a melee weapon, and my archer is in the back. Okay, who will it attack? Uh, it's going for Thage. It attacks with a 10. That will hit Thage. Uh, oh no, he's 11. Oh, impressive. Oh, it should have used Karma. It has a ton of Karma. It drinks our Karma every day. It will use a Karma. I didn't, I didn't call it too late. It comes up and just toys with him. Slashes. It's... Uh, jagged beak at Thage and um, we know uh, when we're outmatched so they will turn slam the door 
and run for their lives. Uh, like little school children. Back, I think, to the fields. Whew. Yeah, I think they have to. They can't can't stand their ground here. We run away. Back to the fields. Um, with the thing in pursuit. We slam the door. We spend a day sleeping. Where does the thing go? To room 10. Room 10 is right here. It goes to the housing. That's interesting. The next day. <laughs> what do we do? Would the thing follow us? It very well might. But it, it knows. Uh, it's got us horror marks. So it knows exactly where we are at all times. So it knows where we're sleeping now. It knows where there are other people probably. Um, so it's not too concerned. It'll just bide its time, I guess. Continue feeding off us for a while. Um, and have fun with its new toys. Um, the new um, people that it got. Raise them, probably take a day or two. I don't know. Actually, no, it can do it as a standard, standard action. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's probably doing that pretty easily. Okay, so the next day we'll come out. We'll smooth this along too. No encounters into the stable coop. Ah, we get into the stables and we run into some kind of monster. Let's see what it is. Seven. Okay. That's ghouls. There are 1d3 of them. Three. Three ghouls. And this thing can control up to 20 undead. Um, at a time. There's probably more than that milling about this place in total, but it it sends a few over this way to just mill about. <laughs> so no doubt it has attacked us. Sent these to attack us. Okay. So we just come in to a, to a stable area and there's all these different kind of stables. There's an upper upper room. We'll lay it out like that. And we'll come in to three these things and let us take a look at their attitude the monster strategy that is six they hide in ambush okay so these things are just waiting for us to come in um that's nasty these things are smart enough uh, to do such things they do have a perception of five they're as smart as half of my party um, uh, <laughs> initiative 7, move 10, they're the same speed as half of my party too. And they do have stealthy stride of 8. Okay. Alright, so that's 2d6. Let's roll stealthy stride for the group of them. 8. I roll an 8, that is the target number for perception. Um, um, I do have... Um, hey, surprise strike. My archer has surprise strike. Cool. Danger sense, three. So I'll roll that. Some of perception. That was seven. Okay, d12. Okay, and do I have awareness? No, I do not. So I'll just roll straight at straight sevens for my other smarties. So d12 for Mithra. Eight. He, he notices. Yeah, Thage in the front does not notice, Mithra notices, and 
Yes. Okay. They can't fool us. Um, the weaponsmith, the warrior, Thage, and Mithra, the wizard, all notice something's up up ahead here. So they do not get surprise on us. But we do roll initiative. Because they're going to jump us. Three. All right. We have a chance here. Four. We go first. Nice. Okay. So we come up and we will, hmm, we will go, like, uh, yeah, no, let's keep the bottleneck. Step up and attack. These guys can see him. He can see him, so we can crisscross. Um, yeah, let's do this. I've got my new and improved melee combat abilities here now. Thanks to the Blood Oath we swore. Which we do intend to uphold. Even though <laughs> even though the recipients of it are dead. Okay, so melee weapons of five now, that's awesome. Step eleven. D8 D10. Now we're talking. D8 D10. Here comes Phage with a strike. He's gonna try to maneuver this thing because he did um yeah yeah why not eh so that's two uh, that's an eight step so 2d6 seven no that's not gonna happen they have a better physical defense than seven it's uh, nine yes of course it is okay it takes a strain though and he will attack the thing oh he hits an 11 just barely Okay, and then rolls damage of 11, so that's d10, d8. Ooh, nice, okay. Hits him for 9 damage. And the thing has physical armor of 3, so I did 6 damage to that guy. Okay. Ghoul 1. 1, 2, and 3. Uh, who did he hit? Ghoul number 3 for 6. Gives him six damage. Perfect. Okay. Next up, we've got Salivan. He is going to swing his flail at number one. So he's got the buff as well to his melee, thanks to the oath he swore. Empowering him, emboldening him. 11, so he's a d8, d10 as well. He's as good as my warrior. Oh, exploding eight. Exploding die, uh, so that's 13, plus one, ah, uh, <laughs> 14. Um, 14 though, that's, that's good enough. Physical defense of nine, 14, that's an extra success. Well done, Salaman. He does step 12 damage, so 2d10 damage. Four and a nine, 13, not bad. So he does 10, 10 damage to that one. Perfect. Sixteen, Mithra will cast Mind Dagger. Um, imagine if these guys did the Blood Oath too. They'd have a nice boost, eh? That'd be cool. Ten D eight as well. It's a thirteen. That's a twelve. Sorry, twelve on its Mystic Defensive eight. Not quite an extra uh, success. And will plus two. 
So that's a nine damage, D8, D6. Uh, oh, six and a six, 12, exploding die on the six. 12 plus one, ah, 13, <laughs> okay. Another 10 damage. Uh, who can he hit? He can hit, he can only hit one, uh, he can hit one, yeah. Sorry, this would be, one has uh, 10 damage. Another 10 damage, so he's up to 20. The other one's at 6, not 16. So we at 6. Okay, cool. Now rock on. Wheels back. And actually, he's going to... Oh, he doesn't have any karma. Nobody has any karma. He's going to miss a game. Uh, so that is 9, so d8, d6. Uh, for 3, he misses his mystic aim he will take the shot with throwing weapons um so that is a 10 so that's 2d8 needs a nine or better he rolls an exploding die on the eight so that he rolled a nine uh 13 not quite enough for an extra success he does straight normal damage 2d10 oh exploding die 10 so it's 11 uh, 19 damage on guy number three. 19 damage. Reduced to 16. So that one's at 22 damage. Very nice. Okay, we're making shorter work of these things this time. Unconscious at 32. Now, now they get angry. And they attack. Um, what's their attack? Attack is never great. I can't remember it though. 10, 10 and 11. 11 for damage. 2d8 on the attack. This one attacks. Phage gets a 9. Not good enough. He's got an 11 defense. And attacks Salavan for 7. Oh, physical defense of 9. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, he's good. I should give him mage armor since he's up front now. Uh, somebody needs it. Um, okay. So let's fail. And this one moves up and attacks Thage. Oh, exploding die. Eight uh, plus six. Okay, 14. Ooh, 21. 21, that's almost... Oh, he's got a... Uh, uh, yeah, he's got an 11 physical defense, so it's two extra success. The wretched thing gets around Thage's armor. Um, doing its 11 damage with poison. So two extra success puts it to 15. Oh. D12 and 2D6 damage. That is a nasty blow. That didn't roll great. Oh, well, yeah, that is 14 damage. 14 damage to Thage Stormblade. Uh, brutal. 14, so he's up to 15 damage, 14 damage. Oh, he's got armor of 5, so he takes 9. Okay, that puts him to 10 damage, and 9 is not enough for a wound threshold of 11, yeah. Okay, got me good, but I also now have to deal with, is it the poison is immediate? Yes, onset is instant, and then for the next 6 rounds every turn for the next six rounds. Okay, step uh, step 11 or 10. The poison is a step, step 10, 2d8 against my, uh, what is it against? I think it's against my 
toughness. Mm -hmm. Target must. Oh yeah, I can resist too. Right. So first, um, Thage actually does get a toughness roll to resist the poison. He's got a D12, and he needs to roll a 10. No. So he does take the damage, um, which is um, seven. Uh, five. Sorry, five damage. So he's up to 15 damage. Oh, he's poisoned. Okay, next turn, they go 2d8. Uh, yeah. And they go first, 9. So they will attack. Um, sorry, rolled the wrong die for their initiative. 3. 3 for us, so we go first, being the heroes. Okay. Okay, so um, on their turn, I will take the poison damage. And it was five, guy number five, well, number five. The poisoned Thage. Thage will retaliate on the one he's working on, actually, uh, with a hit. So he's going to go D8, D10 with that new buff up. I love that. Uh, nine, oh, that's a 16. Uh, so that is one extra success. D uh, giving a D12, D10 damage. Nice. Oh, I rolled garbage. Six. So he takes three. He's at 25 now. That thing has not taken a wound. Um, Salivan up front will uh, do the same. Swing his flail. Um, that's a five, ten. He doesn't hit quite as hard. He's got a d10. Or sorry, two d8s. Oh, exploding die on the eight. So these eight siders are always exploding for me. That's a good dice. Um, so that's a thirteen plus another eight. Wow, thirteen, twenty-one. Well, the explosion again. Twenty-one with a seven. <laughs> so twenty-eight. Um, no, I said twenty-one. Right, with a seven. Yeah, twenty-eight. Um, darn, 29 would have been four extra success. Only three extra success. That's amazing, though. Um, so it's plus six steps <clears throat> to the damage of 10. Step 16, D12, D8, D6. 12, D8, D6 damage. Whoa, brings the flail down. Oh, not great. 14 damage, not bad, not bad. So that's 11 after armor. So it puts it up to 31. Yeah, he's crushing this thing. Um, that was 11 damage in a single shot. His wound threshold is 9. Um, yeah, it needs to make a... No, it doesn't. It isn't knocked down, but it does have a wound. So that is good. I'll slow it down a bit. Okay. Uh, and what's his special abilities again? Vulnerability sunlight and... Uh, I can enrage them. <laughs> Don't think I need to do that. Okay, um, that's those two attacks. I'm going to, okay, Th uh, Mithra is going to cast Mind Dagger and try and finish that one off. It just, it just needs to be 32. I need to do, deal it one more damage, actually. Um, so yeah, he can see that one too, which is fortuitous. Okay, so he's going to roll d d8, d10. I can't use any karma because it's being sapped. Um, 
That's an eight. Mystic defense of eight. I hit him. I hit him, yes. 2d, uh, d8, d6 for the damage. Oh, exploding die in the six. Ten. Oh, it doesn't matter. I killed the thing. Awesome. Okay, ghoul one drops. Um, rock on. Uh, cocks back his arm, holding a spear, and just chucks her. Let's her go uh, and hits for a ten. So that's 2d8. And he's going for the one that poisoned. I think, no, he's going to go for the hurt one. Seven, eight, nine, just barely, barely hits its physical defense right on. Okay, 12, it's 2d10 damage. Should be good. Oh, double ones, double ones. Doesn't even get through armor. Okay, kind of just flesh wounds the thing. Oh, Nelly. Um, Phage. Phage will cast mage armor. That's the other one I always keep in the matrix. I'm going to cast Mage Armor. No, he mind daggered. He can't. Okay, these things attack then. Oh boy. Okay. So, neither are injured enough to make it matter. Okay, so they just attack normally. 2d8 on Phage. Oh, exploding die on the 8. So it's 9. Okay. So, um... Nine of uh, twelve, just barely hits him. He is at eleven. Okay, and it does damage d8 d10. Ouch. Okay, so that's seventy-nine damage. Five is okay, so I take four damage. At nineteen, no big deal. Um, I need to try and resist the poison because this is. Oh no, I am gonna be. Poison from both of them. Not cool. D12. I need to roll a 10. Nope, I rolled a 9. How sad. Okay, and I take step 11 poison. Step 10 poison, sorry. 2d8. Uh, 8. More damage. Wow, I just get the beats every time we fight these things. Poison so bad. Okay, on their turn. I feel the poison. Um, well, we'll say that one just went, just, just set in. Try to resist the other one's poison. Oops, I need a d12. Need to roll a 10. Three. Nope. Here comes more poison damage for Thage. Six damage. Um, he's now up to 33 damage. He's unconscious at 43. Ghouls, man. No joke. Okay, now um, the other one will attack Thage as well. Exploding die in an 8, so that's 12. Oh boy, 12 and 4, 16. That's an extra success. Thing hits D for a D12, D10. That's an 11. Additional 11 damage, minus 5, so 6 damage. He's now at 39, he's close to unconsciousness. Not that close to death. Well, he's dead at... F yeah, actually, he's dead at 50. Oh, no. The poison. The poison's gonna kill him. We gotta kill these things first. Okay, everybody... Starts nailing these guys. Um... Yeah. Okay, next turn. 
five the bad guys six for us oh that was a good time good time to roll high group initiative um okay so um Thage is gonna try and put down this one in front of him I'd like to hang eh 28, I don't like my odds. Oh, I might be able to do it. 28, so we roll as a 16. That is an extra success, so that is good. D12 and a D10 for damage. Seven damage, darn it, I only do four damage. I've gotta get hitting harder here. That was with an extra success too, so 29. Yeah, I rolled a 7 on an average. I should have been averaging 13, so half my average. 29, thing needs 3 more damage before it will drop dead. Um, okay, Mithra's going to have to drop it. He can't cast Mage Armor now. It's too late to save Thage. Um, uh, Mithra will mind dagger. Yeah, the one that needs two more damage. So d8, d10. Here it goes. Needs to hit an eight. Oh, he does. Fifteen. Exploding die. Fifteen plus an eight. Twenty-three. So that would be just two extra success. Just two. That's pretty good. Will plus four now. So that would be um, eleven. D8, D10, 7, uh, 8, 9, down, yep, nice, okay, yeah, man, there's two, well, that's uh, 13 damage, we kill another one, okay, now Rock on is left, he's gonna, he's gonna aggressively attack, since he's not in danger, uh, yeah, right. Just looking up aggressive attack again. Just to confirm, I cannot aggressive attack with ranged. Makes sense. Okay, so uh, he'll chuck a spear. Uh, he's got six spears, I think. He's got uh, his chucks three, so I got a couple left yet. Um, okay, so looking at a 10, 2d8. Maybe hit a 9. Ah, uh, no, we roll a 7. Um, actually, no, I wanted to Mystic Aim. Uh, I have to hit the 9, so I fail to do the Mystic Aim. Try the shot. 7 again, and I miss. Okay, served me right, I guess. So Mystic Aim requires Strain. I bet you it does. I didn't write down whether it does or not. All the good, all, any useful talent tends to, doesn't it? Mystic Aim, yes, sir. That's, I've taken two strain from that now. Used it try twice. Tried to use it twice. Failed both times. Okay, this McNasty D D ten tax stage. It's just gonna take him down. Oh, exploding die in that eight again. That D eight is it's brutal. So, so that's 13, 14. Okay, no extra success, but it does hit him. Two D eight damage. Six. Okay, so he takes one damage. Not bad. He's at forty. He is unconscious at 43. Now he has to roll against the... He rolls a 1 against the poison to resist. Needed a 10. And he takes 2d8. Takes 9. 
he is at 49 damage. He is unconscious and one hit point away from death. He will die next turn. Can these guys finish this thing in one turn? Focus fire. I don't think so. I don't think so. This thing hasn't been even injured yet. Uh, you never know. We could get lucky. Um, okay. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Could we... Leave an extra thread. No, not likely. Alright, we're just gonna aggressively attack. Um, that's the best we can do. So, Mithra's not going to... Can't get the spell off. He's gotta just... Or he can't do a thread. We have an extra thread and cast a spell this turn, so he's just going to cast uh, Mind Dagger. D8, D10. The huge needs an 8. Oh, and he hits an 8 right on. Okay. D8 and a D6 for damage. Let's start this off. Oh, exploding die on a 6. Nice. 13. 17 damage. Mystic armor. It's 2. 17 damage. That's nice. So 15 damage on that thing for an opening shot. Not bad. Okay. We're getting an aggressive attack out of Thage, so that'll, that's going to be awesome. Oh no, that gives him strain. He can't. He will die. He will drop dead from it. Okay, so he just... <laughs> All the choices you're forced to make in this ridiculous uh, dark game. Uh, 11, so D8, D10 on the strike. Here he goes. Come on, man. 7, come on! Not the time to miss. Wow. Uh, did I roll that right? Yes. Looks like I rolled that right. Unfortunate. Okay, Salivan's up in there. He is going to take a strain. So he is plus three to attack and damage. Now that's... Now we're talking. Okay, so that's 10, 13 step. D12, D10. It's nine. Oh, he hits a nine, barely. Yeah, we're not going to get it done here. 13, D12, and a D10. The damage. 9. Pathetic. Okay. 6 damage to the thing. 21. Okay, well, you know. Uh, Rockon can do this. He just needs to do 15 damage. Something like that. 15 damage. Uh... Let's see, what is unconscious at 32? Yeah, okay. Well, it's, po it's possible for him if he rolls well. He hasn't been able to hit anything, though. Mystic aim, he will do. So he's at uh, 3 damage. Mystic aim is perception of 7 plus 2 is 9. So a d8 and a d6. Need some explosions here. Oh, we got one. d6. Explodes 10. Ah, 15. Excellent. That's an extra success, so he does 12, plus 2 is 14, 2d12 damage. Okay, on average you should roll 14, he can, he can save Thage's life here. 11, and a 6. I just rolled a 17, I don't believe it. Don't believe it, 17 minus, oh no. 17 minus the armor, physical armor on the thing. 3, 14 damage thing goes to, oh yeah, 34 and drops unconscious. 
Oh no. 34. Unconscious. It's not dead yet. <laughs> does the poison persist until the thing's dead? I believe it does. We couldn't quite kill it in time. Unfortunate. It's uh, the monster's turn, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'd say you have to kill the thing. Thage drops dead. Lose Thage again, but we kill the monsters. Everybody else gets. Uh, well, that was a deadly encounter, so 75 legend points for that one. Okay, so nobody else is even hardly injured. Um, so I think we will go investigate this room here. Um. No, I think we should get out of here because we have to go through another hallway. We retreat back to the fields, taking our dead comrade. I think that's, uh, I call that a session. Man, so tonight we managed to get into the quartermaster chamber, talk with the 10 survivors there and learn some stuff. Uh, we then returned home. They died. <laughs> they were besieged by the horror while we were at home, sleeping off some damage and doing some research. Um, and we then we did learn that the brooch, the brooch of hope, is out there somewhere. It has what is it? It's being returned in quotes, whatever that means. It's supposed to be a hint, a bit of a hint. We'll see it when we know. We'll notice when we see it. We'll figure it out. And the owner, previous owner, was Hope Winters. So there we have it. Another session down. <laughs> another couple. Another character. Another adept down. Roll on.